the day and I'll go to school tomorrow. First impressions are incredibly important. Honey, you can make a wonderful first impression. Brenda, how could you? He was a jerk, okay? I've made my choice and I choose me. Beverly Hills Nato 210 aficionados, welcome to 9021 No So, a Beverly Hills Nato 210 podcast retrospective series. I am JT. Joining me as always is my partner on this journey through time, and that is Mr. Tim. Tim, how are you? I'm pretty good, JT. And more and more often I'm reminded as we go through this podcast and this series that uh, these early seasons are a little bit of a a little bit of a blank spot for me. You would think that the titles alone would jog my memories more. And I got to this one and I'm like, I got nothing. <laughs> and as I watched it, I was like, kind of remember it. So again, still having that experience with the show. And I'm wondering when that's going to stop where I'm like, oh yeah, I got all this down. Like I'm, I'm thinking it may not even be until season four, which maybe I've just forgotten more of it than I, than I thought I knew. Yeah, I don't, I'm not far off from you on that regard. Like, it's definitely been, um, where I don't know the titles or the, like, the sequence, right? I think later, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I kind of know, like, oh, this one follows, this one follows, this one. So I can't say do it, but as soon as we're, like, two scenes in, I knew it. And I was like, oh, it's this one. Like, I remembered this one very vividly once, once that first scene hit. I didn't know it by the name, but um, once that first, first two scenes hit, it hit me right away what it was, so. This is one for whatever reason stuck with me. Well, you've got one up on me in that regard. So, uh, <laughs> we've uh, got a returning champion in our third seat tonight. Yeah. Remember how he recalled this episode. And who is he, JT? Uh, he's been with us quite a few times now. I'm, I'm trying to look if he's got the fifth uh, fifth appearance jacket. I think so. I think it's his fi- I think he's our first to five, Tim. First to five here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, anyone else All right. First of five. Mr. Charlie Angeloro, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I hear what both of you guys are saying on that, because when I looked at the, the name of the, the episode, I had no clue. I was like, I'd never seen this before. But as soon as Dylan and Brenda were on the couch and then they said, we got to get out of here, I go, oh, my God, this is that episode. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, so and I, I remembered I'm, I remembered exactly what the guy looked like. We'll talk about it. We'll yes. About yeah. It. I, I mean, I, I I'm I'm about three years older than you guys, so I started a little earlier. So I, I, I do remember this one. All right. Well, the episode we are talking about is season two, uh, episode 25. It's the 47th episode of the series that is meeting Mr. Pony aired April 2nd, 1992. So this is a couple weeks after our last episode. After this, we have a three-week break, and then we go sprinting into the finale. Um, this got a very good rating. So we were down last episode, but we are up to 20.9, um, which is a very strong rating, uh, our second highest really since Christmas. So I- I'm guessing, and Charlie, maybe you have more insight on this if you remember. I- I'm guessing they hyped up like the threat of violence in the ads or like you know the, the gunpoint or whatever it was, right? Like I'm sure they teased the heck out of it for it to pop pop a number. Like yeah, that. you know I I don't I don't remember that I don't remember that part. I, I and I like I said I didn't watch I probably didn't I was 12 right so I probably didn't watch live but I I I do re, I do remember the episode I don't remember that though. I'm guessing they, they probably they they must have teased it quite a bit for them to bump back up that high um, on this episode, unless it was just a soft night overall. I mean, we saw that they were affected by different things probably elsewhere, but, mm-hmm. um, all right. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're at Casa Walsh. We'll start things off. Dylan and Brenda are studying science for a Friday midterm. Dylan's kind of giving her the eyes. He's flirting a bit and he says they got days left to study. And Brenda's obsessed. All she does is study. And Brenda says lately she's getting distracted. And this is physics, not chemistry, Dylan. <laughs> Brenda says maybe they should move to a well-lit public place to study so they're not tempted to uh, take a break. And Dylan says, not the library. But, of course, <laughs> it's not the library. We cut over the peach pit. 
Brandon is working. He's studying with Steve and Andrea for their midterms. Nat's all excited that it's uh, midterm time because all the kids stay up late studying and then flood the peach pit after from the library. So he's excited. Big night. Uh, we, we know he's in financial trouble from our last couple of episodes. So this is, a, this is a good one for him, maybe. Busy time of year. Uh, well, he could be in a bit more. I'm guessing well, Willie's in the kitchen. I'm guessing, guessing Willie's in the kitchen. Yes, he could have had much more. Uh, I saw Willie. Willie was there. Willie's back. Willie's back. Uh, David and Don are studying. They're eating. Income Brendan Dillon. They realize they're not going to get much studying, but uh, what the hell? We'll stay. Our friends are here. Brenda tells Dillon, go get a table and a Coke for her. She wants to talk to Andrea. We don't really see what they talk about. Uh, we then go. Uh, well, actually, all right. We got a big scene coming. So let's pause there for one second. Yeah. Any early thoughts on these first couple scenes? Kind of business as usual. I, I like that they're dealing with just normal teenage school stuff, especially it feels more like high stakes junior year stuff, which we mm -hmm. haven't seen a lot of uh, in this season. I know we joke about it's the second time they've done their junior year, but you figure this is where they would have ramped up stuff like SATs and college prep and things along those lines. And we haven't seen a whole lot of it, but at least, you know, they've got midterms coming. They're taking it pretty seriously. It's, it's a big deal in your life when you're that, that age. And um, nice to see them acknowledging it this, this late in the season here. Uh, we get a good line early where Brenda's reminding Dylan that this is physics, not chemistry, mm -hmm. as you pointed out. So right off the bat there. Uh, so, so nice to see them still having that very close, very comfortable relationship. They had a little bump in the road on our <laughs> yes. last Betty. Surf Betty. Yeah. Surf Betty, not yeah, Surf Betty. Back, wow. So, so uh, very unexpected, but they're back on track. And uh, yeah, the gang's all here, right at the Peach Pit, hanging out. Looks like a good time. Um, Nat is thrilled, you know, that uh, mm -hmm. these kids are so stressed and doing a lot of. Uh, stress or binge eating perhaps uh, while they're so stressed and cramming for uh, for midterms. Were you, were you a crammer or were you like uh, like Brenda, you know, studying days in advance of the tests? JT? I'm going to answer this question on behalf of myself and Charlie as two diagnosed okay. ADHD people. Oh, okay. I can tell you we yeah, both yeah. were crammers. I'm sure, Charlie, correct? You don't, yeah, that's, oh, I was, yeah, 100, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. yeah. I was a crammer. Yeah. One, of, one of the uh, symptoms of our diagnosis is yes. unless it's an urgent task or need, we are not going to be performing we're, it. We're, we're not, not we're not, when we take it slow and move when we need to. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. I, that's I, my I, life story. I was a learned, I was a learned crammer. I became a crammer like sort of later into college where it was like, because for the most part, I was one of those, I didn't study a whole lot in advance. I just sort of learned it as I went and kind of coasted through the test. And that was, uh, decent enough um but it was like you get to college it was just mm, i don't really want to study but i can't really commit it to memory as well as i used to be able to so well i, I look at it and i was like i was i was like dylan just like sitting there like nah yeah i don't need to do this now there's plenty of time you got a whole week and i'm not say, like i'm not comparing myself to dylan so I'm, I'm not going there but stuff like homework i would do like right away to get it done because when i have yeah. something that i know i just get done i'll get it done but studying yeah that's completely different because it's you know see that's, now. and that's why you graduated college and i didn't yeah because well, I, 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 the, the, the homework i would procrastinate on too right right mm. Well, it was one or the other. It's like either you do it right away or you do it last minute. Like I, there was no in between yeah. where like, oh, I'm going to hang out for a bit. Then I'll get all done. Then I'll go do something like it's either I'm going to get it done, get it, get it done. because I want to go just hang out or yeah, I'm doing stuff and I'll do it. Like, if yeah. you miss your window, you miss your window. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that continues today. Um, mm. All right. So here we go. We're later at night now in the pit. The crew's wrapping up. Brenda wants to finish the chapter. So everyone leaves. Dylan says he should know this stuff back and forward by now. What are we doing? Uh, Steve and Andre take off. Brandon asks Dylan to help with the recycling. Uh, Brandon tries to get out of the recycling earlier, but but Nat's a no-go, buddy, even though you're studying. Um, it's got to get done. So Brenda's going to finish. Uh, Dylan and Brenda make out, and she says, I promise I'll be here when you get back, of course, as your foreshadow right there. Uh, Brandon and Dylan head back, and the doorbell rings, a little chime, ding-a-ling-a-ling. -a -ling -a -ling. The door opens. You're expecting something, but it's Asandria. 
came in to get her uh, Steve's cliff notes. He forgot. And Brenda's shocked Steve has cliff notes. And Andre says he sleeps with them under his pillow. Uh, hopes that he absorbs. And of course, that scares Osmosis. Brenda. Yeah. So that's the first tease, right? You're kind of expecting something there. So well, that was and I'm funny sure... because I yeah. thought that I thought that that was the part because I knew yes. the episode. And when that, I was like, all right, here it is. And then I was like, oh, it's Andrea. Oh, here we go. I forgot about that. And it was a good tease because I'm sure in the previews they probably had the bell jingle and the door yeah. right. They yep. so you knew yep. it was coming. Yep. So, yep. um, it was a good tease. It was well done to your point. So then we cut back again behind the pit. Dylan and Brandon are fucking around as high schoolers would do with recycling, throwing the bags around, screwing around. Um, we come back inside again. The door opens. We get the bell, and this time uh, it's a man with a gun, and it's I mean. It's not just a gun. This thing's like a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> yeah, very aggressive. Yeah, it's not just like a, a pistol in the jacket. I mean, this dude is pointing like a hunting rifle at her. And he tells her, do what I say, and I won't hurt you. She's begging him to put the gun down. She says there are people in the back when he asks if anyone else is there, so she's honest. And he says, if you scream, you die. Uh, he tells her to open the register and empty it. Um, she's panicking. She knocks over a bunch of glasses. They're smashing. Um, we had a little foreshadowing earlier too, where Nat couldn't get the cash register open. Yep, Brandon yep. had to show him how to do it. Um, so now here she is, she's struggling, uh, to open the cash register. She has to find She finally gets it. She puts it in a bag, um, and, uh, gets that done. He takes the bag and then says, Hey, you know, you're pretty cute. <laughs> of course. Uh, and then he says, what do you do when someone gives you a compliment? And he points the gun at her. She cries. Thank you. He says, get on the ground and start counting. She does it, and he scampers off into the night. Very intense scene. Uh, Brandon and Dylan are still messing around. Dylan says he hears something, but he kind of brushes it off as nothing. So they keep working, and then they come back inside, and they find Brenda on her knees crying. Uh, the peach pit a mess. Everything asunder. Um, so uh, we'll get to the cops in a second, but I want to just pause on the scene. I, I think it was really well done. Like It was definitely intense. I thought... You know, time at times in the show, like tense stuff can get a little bit, you know, cheeky or, or hokey. But I think they did this pretty good. Like this, this felt like an intense soap opera or like dramatic movie uh, scene. The I thought the guy who played the uh, burglar was actually was really good. He was great. He yeah, was great. You know, like yeah. they could have gotten any Jaboke to play that, any hump. But this guy was committed to this role. He had the look. Sweaty. Um, yep. Yep, sweating, mm -hmm. like definitely nervous. Unshaven, maybe on drugs, you don't know. And he, and he felt like a guy, they did a good job finding a guy that seemed crazy enough that he'd shoot her. Like, he didn't seem yeah. scared or like, you know, sometimes you go, like, no. you could tell they're obviously not going to do it. But um, this guy was believable enough that he I made... only had, looking back, I only had one problem with it. When he was holding the shotgun, he was holding it with one hand. Right. And if he ever pulled that trigger, that thing would have, it would have missed her by a mile. Right, but right. but that's here. We well, he clearly probably has never right. shot it. I guess no. So, um, yes, but I, I will say this: as far as intimidation goes, I am much more intimidated by a guy with a shotgun than a dude if he had like a handgun. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like no, you're, this you're felt right. like you're right. If I saw this motherfucker coming with a shotgun, I'd be like, "All right, whatever you want, buddy." Like you're yeah. crazy. Um, well, he's he's very menacing and and loud and just just a mean bastard too, mm -hmm. right? Like he, I mean. They really sell and, and get over the intensity of this situation um, and how traumatizing it would be without her, you know, actually getting physically assaulted, um, mm -hmm. which they do. I mean, suggest at one point it, it might come to that. So as yeah, a viewer, you're cute, sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you're, you're watching this for the first time thinking, OK, I'm reasonably sure that that our co-lead is not going to get shot in the stick up. But how far are they going to take it here? Like this, you know, this is a show that doesn't shy away from tough issues and maybe it turns into that kind of episode. And it's like, Oh my God, what's, what's going to happen here. It, it just, it left you with a lot of uncertainty um, and, and did a good job of putting you in Brenda's shoes uh, because you know, you're just as, as frazzled coming out of this practically as, as she is. Um, so, yeah. And again, like I think that, Maybe the the deal with the um, you know the sh the sawed off shotgun. He's he's holding it with one hand. He's not handling it the way you're supposed to. Maybe is um, in its own way a little bit of foreshadowing. Um, 
towards like the identity of this guy. Like we'll get more on that later in the episode, just sort of, I mean, they don't go into it to any great extent, but we find out enough enough. Right. Yeah. And, and Brenda's rather surprised to learn some things about this dude. So, and anyway, it's unlikely that the lead is going to be shot and killed. It's not Mm -hmm. that unlikely that, she could be shot, right? Like, like they could yeah, have him sure. do, like, shoot her leg or like whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the threat is definitely there. Um, but to your point, it's unlikely. But they did other, a good enough job of making it tense enough that it could have yeah. happened. Or other somebody people, else walks people in have. and they get shot, you know? Like, right, yeah, that too. Yeah, right. Anything, other people have on the show, which will come to. Yes. Right. But yeah, you're right, Tim, right? Like, the tease was there enough that, like, is Dylan going to come through that door? And the guy turns and shoots him, right? You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. that's there mm-hmm. too. So I'm actually surprised they didn't tease that more. Like the them walking in the back as the guy's still there. You know what I mean? Like they didn't like push that drama a little bit. Right. That they may walk in, you know. Um Charlie, any more thoughts on this specific scene? No, but you were talking about um Nat before and the um when Nat was talking about how he loves all the kids coming coming in for the the tests and the midterms and the finals because he makes more money and stuff like that. That's all I was going to say. But not not about that scene, though. Okay. All right. Uh, let's roll on. So we stay at the pit. The police are there. They're getting a statement. They're trying to piece things together. Together, Brenda says <laughs> if they were inside... <laughs> every now and then. Uh, Brenda says they were inside with her and uh, he may have shot if they were there. Nat regrets not putting in cameras, and the detective kind of gives it to Brandon. He's like, "Oh, the door should have been locked." Uh, but I mean, in Brandon's defense, like his friend, like people were still leaving, like customers right. were still leaving. Yeah, he hadn't closed up for the night. Yeah, yet. it's like they it was hours after the thing. Still hanging out. Yeah. And Brandon defends him. She said it's not Brandon's fault. And Nat says it's only money. He didn't steal my recipes, so we're okay. <laughs> uh, the detective says it'll be tough to find this guy. Brenda, uh, Brenda handled it right. She didn't lose her cool. Um, Jim and Cindy arrive to console her, but Dylan turns and realizes Brenda's purse is also gone. So this guy took the purse. Uh, he's a s- sneaky bastard. I didn't see it. Maybe right? it on her knees. He must have grabbed it. Um, so we go back to Casa Walsh. Jim is saying they're going to change all the locks. Cindy wants to put it into a alarm system. Jim with the great callback says maybe we'll get one that works this time. Uh, back to the uh, season one episode with the alarm. Um, Dylan says he won't come to the house. Well, actually, I guess we'll take a minute. Uh, the day we're recording this, um, uh, the alarm was the episode with, uh, the ashes, right? Was that that episode? Uh, yeah, the guy did, uh, passed away uh, today, right? Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. Um, Richard Roundtree, who was Richard Shaft. Yes, Shaft. Yes. Uh, Mr. Uh, that was that uh, episode. Ash. Yes. Yes. I can't yeah. remember the. It was Mr. Ash, yes, the, the, popcorn, older the Ash. popcorn king. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. He, um, oh, yeah, he passed right. away today. Popcorn king. Yeah. Was but that daughter, was that episode. Did his daughter right. become friends with Brandon? Was that what it was? Yes. Uh, it was, um, I'm trying to remember Fox, that. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I don't think they ever named him in the show because I have him here as Papa Ash in our list. Uh, Robinson Ash the third, if you remember, was the uh, was, was the kid. The, the That's kid, right. Yeah. Charisse, uh, Felicity was the mom, I believe. Charisse was uh, Vivica. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's that episode. Well, and we learn later that was meant to be like a backdoor pilot. For, yes. Uh, a potential for the, yeah, yeah, for the ashes. Yeah. Ashes, ashes to ashes. ashes. <laughs> that's what we're calling it. Did that? Did that, <laughs> that ever happen? Name, right? No, it didn't. It did not. But that was, and we, you know. Tim and I were calling it all through the episode. We're like, this feels like, you know, mm-hmm. like a back. And then it was confirmed by a listener of ours that yes, it was indeed meant to be a uh, really? potential backdoor pilot. Yep. That's well, funny. Uh, uh, looking huh. after the fact, I was like, there's got to be some information out here on this. Like this found mm-hmm. have been talked about. I couldn't find anything, but that's our listeners coming through. Uh, I think it was Rocco. Of the back yeah. Listeners right. and, and former guest. Um, but if I'm wrong on that count, they will correct me. But uh, yeah, that's um, interesting. Interesting timing. But uh, yeah, sadly, that's, yeah, that's the episode sadly, Jim's referencing we, uh, right there. Yep, must bid. How old was it? Do we know? Um, Gosh, that's a good question. Let's see. I didn't say it on this post here. I can look it up quick. Seventies. Nineteen forty-two. He was born. So what's that? No, that's that's eighties, right? Sixty. That's eighty-one. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Um, so anyway, yeah, this is the callback. R.I.P. Richard Roundtree. R.I.P. Uh, all right. So Dylan says he, you know, this guy's not coming to the house. He got what he wanted. He would have, he would have hurt her if he wanted to hurt her. And Brandon says, well, you don't ever know. She's got the keys, the license, or the address. Dylan says, look, you know, trust me. He took the cash, threw the purse, and, and took off. He's not going to give a shit. He's not. There's no reason to come. If he wanted, if he was worried that Brenda was going to DM or anything, she, he just would have popped her in, in the pit. He's not going to come to the house now. Uh, Brenda says it was just a fluke thing that happened. She's kind of taking it well. And Cindy says Brenda's resilient. You know, brings up Mr. Pony from Minnesota. She said Brenda used to love riding horses, and one day her horse got stung by a bee, threw her down, and ran off. And she refused to ride again. And uh, Jim gave her a Mr. Pony uh, stuffed animal and gave her a pep talk, and she was back on the horse. And Jim says, I showed you had character. And Brenda says, the only thing I'm worried about is since my license got stolen, do I need to take my driving test again? And they all laugh. So Brenda's clearly burying the emotions here, uh, just trying to laugh yep. her way through it. Cindy goes and talks to her as she's going to bed, and she found Mr. Pony in the garage, so she gives, her to Brent, uh, gives it to Brenda. Brenda dozes off, but wakes up uh, after she has a nightmare about the gunman and is sweating. She wakes up and hugs Mr. Pony, Charlie. So uh, Brenda clearly not maybe dealing with this as well as she's letting on. No, Mr. Pony made a big appearance in this episode. Mm -hmm. He was the uh, star of the episode. <laughs> well, the name, it was named after him. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the titular Mr. Pony here. Uh, yeah, nice, nice job. The episode is doing at this point of, uh, showing how Brenda is, is just trying to put this behind her, get back to her everyday life. She's not, I wouldn't say she's, she's not pretending it never happened, but she's, right. she's certainly minimizing putting it up sure. a, yeah, a, a brave front and making it seem as though she is not as affected as she is because in her defense, she she does have other priorities. She has other, other things to focus on. Mm -hmm. She's got these midterms that the last thing she needs right now is a distraction, right? So let's uh, let's stay the course here. And uh, I, I sort of like the I like that they're taking that direction here because I wasn't sure how they would play this with the with the event coming as early in the episode as it does. There's just this is mostly about the the fallout, right? It's not so much the thing itself, but but the aftermath that they're, we're, we're going to be tracking. And yeah, I, I like that they're taking this approach. I, I think it's because it's going to get into some territory that I think is maybe pretty relatable to people, mm -hmm. but wasn't well covered ground in the early nineties. All right. Well, the next morning, Jim says Brand, uh, Brenda's skipping breakfast. Uh, Brenda's skipping breakfast or studying, and Brenda is taking a shower. Jim sees a brochure that the police gave to them about a women's crisis line. Uh, but Jim says, "Listen, she can get through this with her family and her friends. If if you keep feeding her this stuff, she's gonna, you know, her imagination is gonna drive her crazy. Basically, they keep talking about it. You know, she'll come through it fine. They just have to be there for her." Brenda comes down and says she's fine. She slept great. And Jim kind of gives the, see, I told you, <laughs> like she's fine. Yeah. Uh, we head to school. Donna and Brenda are talking about what happened. Steve comes over. He's all concerned. Uh, but Brenda jokes it off and walks away. Uh, she comes up to Dylan and pretends to shoot him <laughs> from behind. <laughs> yeah. um, yep. And Dylan says, you know, he's stressed and feels like he should be going after this guy. He's sorry that he wasn't there for her. Brenda says it's nobody's fault. And they kiss. Uh, but as she kisses Dylan, she flashes back to the kiss they had before the robbery. Uh, and then the bell rings for class and she kind of jumps because of the bell in the peach bin, of course. Uh, we're at study hall. Brenda's struggling. She keeps hearing the noises in her head from the robbery. Andrea comes in and she is typical Andrea. <laughs> She's like, uh, I guess she met with the cops and they're they not optimistic about catching the robber. So I had to give a statement and she just keeps talking about it. And Brenda finally snaps and is like, I don't want to keep talking about this. Just want to forget about it. It's not a big deal. Uh, she said, you know, it's not going crazy. And Andrea just kind of backs down, but she's clearly concerned. Snapped at her pretty good too. Yes. Yes. Uh, but this was typical like Andrea coming on hot, uh, yeah. you know, nonstop probably her own ADHD. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Brandon and Steve are Brenda slapping Andrea down because she's yes. done that a time or two. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that's a regular occurrence, Andrea, talking and talking yeah. and talking and Brenda telling her to shut the fuck up. Uh, <laughs> Brandon and Steve are talking about math in the hallway. They try and get a soda from a very broken down machine. 
Uh, this is West Beverly High. Why do they get this bus? Yeah, right. What are we doing? Yeah. Looks like it's from the 70s. Right. Um, Kelly wants to dip out of school. She's sick of all the exams and the seriousness. She says, I want to go soak in the tub. And uh, Steve is like, oh, I can get in on that. And Brenda's down as well. So he's like, yeah. they threesome. Of course, Steve is threesome in the tub. Um <laughs> Brandon says he has to go to work at the Peach Pit, and Donna's like, how can you go back there? But he says, I have to. I have to go to work. And Brandon says, we can't punish Nat. We can't not go there just because of what happened. It wasn't his control. So they say, okay, well, I'll go. And Brandon's like, no, not me. I'm going to go home. So she's uh, clearly conflicted still. Um, we see Brandon walking in the hallway, and Andrea catches up to him, expresses her concerns for Brenda. Uh, but he says, no, I think she's okay. And she says, well, why doesn't she want to talk about it? And he says, no offense. This is the, another great Brandon diss to Andrea. No offense, Andrea. Maybe she just doesn't want to talk about it with you. Uh, yeah, Andrea, that, was she, that was harsh. Yeah, that was, was, I was like, whoa, Brandon, easy, buddy. He is uh, not above uh, giving Andrea the, the shocker with these. Uh, Andrea says she needs to talk at least to somebody, if not her. She actually takes it okay, Tim. She does. To, to Andrea's credit, she does sort of back down here. And uh, yeah, I guess she needed that little reminder that she and Brenda have not always been the best of friends. And uh, maybe you're just the last person in the world uh, she wants to talk to about any of this, considering she doesn't want to talk to like her closest friends and family. She seems to want to move on. So leave her alone. So uh, yeah, we, uh, we don't get this turning in this um, issue being pushed by Andrea and, and getting um, you know, a bunch of a dramatic rivalry or feud between the two of them coming out of this, which I think we've uh, been there, done that. And when she but, said, uh, any... uh, when she said, yeah. uh, how'd she put it? She was like, Brandon, when she told Brandon, someone's got to talk to her. Brandon's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just knew Brandon was going to end up talking to her at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we got to get the scene of the of the two siblings sitting on the bed side by side uh, at some point in this episode, but uh, we're not there quite yet. <laughs> um, I love uh, Donna referring to the Peach Pit as that place, as if all of a sudden it's just <laughs> a cesspool now. <laughs> oh God, uh, she's very dismissive; doesn't want to be back there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love um, Brenda, like kind of. Uh, Svengaling her friends into mm-hmm. into heading back to the peach pit, but she's gonna dip out, so uh, she's not quite ready to uh, to face the, the scene of the crime again just yet. Do we think maybe this could have been uh, an inside job by Nat? I mean, <laughs> he talked about his money problems, that's well documented. Uh, you know, he's got to be insured for some you know loss of income. Uh, as, as a you think he didn't expect you know, Brenda to be there, center. you know, maybe, maybe he just yeah, doesn't expect they'll still be there. This is somebody, maybe this is somebody Willie knows, or, or that he's like Nat's uh, nephew or something, like <laughs> just put him up to it. Definitely yeah, possible to rip the joint off, yeah, I'm not gonna rule it out. I mean, that's why he's got a little extra guilt, you know, around the uh-huh, uh-huh. Brenda piece. Uh, so Brandon heads to Brenda's room, like Charlie mentioned. He knew it was coming uh, to go for a chat, and she's—he's surprised she ain't studying. Instead, uh, I think it's fitting we brought up the ADHD because this is full on. She is organizing her whole closet, putting off studying now. Um, it says, "I'm either ready or I'm not." At this point, Brandon is surprised Brenda's doing so well, and says, "Everyone's impressed, but Andrea—I <laughs> love again—he throws her completely he throws under her under the bus. Andrea's yeah. worried." Uh, you know, that she's letting it roll off her back. And she's like, well, what does she say? You know, I don't need pity. I don't need to be a burden. And she reminds Brandon he had a Mr. Lion and cried when he lost him. So no mocking of Mr. Pony. Uh, Brandon heads off to bed, but Brenda again has another tough night of bed uh, sleeping. You have more nightmares. They're escalating now. Uh, they're getting nastier in her in her dreams. Uh, the next morning, Cindy and Brandon are saying Brenda does not seem to be herself. And Jim is not happy about it. He's He's worried, but he doesn't quite believe them either. And says, you know, Brenda's going to get dressed and get going. We have exams. What's going on? So they go into Brenda's room. Her room is completely torn apart. She's maniacally cleaning. She's rambling. Complete dissociation here. Uh, Jim tries to pick her out an outfit and shuffle her off to midterms. Uh, Brandon's like, we're going to be late. And Cindy says, maybe they should just reschedule. But Brenda says, no, I'll be there. I'll be ready. I'm going to head right downstairs. So we head over to West Bev. It's test time. Brenda hears the bell to start. And then that bell goes off. She freezes again. 
She flashes mm. back to the robbery, and this time it escalates, and it ends with Dylan and Brandon being shot by the robber in her mind. Brenda screams and freaks out and runs out of the class. Dylan chases her down and does a great like little slide when he catches up to her. He uh, does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. How many good. takes did, did they need for this? Oh, just one. That uh, Luke Perry nailed that first. You think he nailed it? Out in my mind. Yeah. Uh, she's did melting see, down. Yeah, good. Did you see at the end when they were hugging? Did the teacher was in the background staring at them? Yeah, they <laughs> yes. all and some of the kids too. They kind of pour out of the room and they're like peering at them. It was weird. Um, so they all lost test time, sadly, for this. Um, Shit. So Dylan chased her down, and, and like you said, Charlie, they, they kind of hug. He calms her down. She's melting down that Dylan died, which obviously has not. She's like, I'm right here. So she is a mess. Uh, later that day, she's in bed. Jim and Cindy come in. They talk about Mr. Pody again. Uh, he's missing an eye now. Uh, Jim invites her down for supper. Uh, are you a supper or a dinner sayer, Charlie? Supper. You call it supper? Ooh, a supper. Tim, dinner or supper? You know, it it kind of depends on the company that I'm with. Uh, I think my dad's family is more of a supper, but it's, it's dinner with, with my mom's side of the family. Yeah, dinner I, here. I'm, I'm all dinner. I'm only with two kids when I make supper. So I'm just yelling supper. supper's ready. Supper's ready. <laughs> supper. Uh, all right. Well, Jim invites her for supper, uh, but she isn't feeling it. They talk about what happened. Brenda figures Jim's disappointed, but he's like, no, we got to deal with it. You can't keep pretending you're okay. She says she tries not to think about it, but it just keeps playing out in her head. What could she have done differently? It feels stupid not to let go. Cindy says she should have said something earlier uh, and that it seems worse because she keeps fighting it. I mean, in Brenda's defense, it's only been a couple days. I mean, like, sure. Cindy makes it like it's been months. Like, she should have said something. Like, all right, Cindy, you know, pick up on pick up on it. Uh, Brenda says she thought the memory would fade, but every sound she hears brings it back, and every time it gets worse. Jim says Cindy thought counseling could be a good idea, and he agrees. Family and friends aren't enough. Brenda says, oh, okay, I guess you want me to see her shrink. She knew this would happen if she spoke up, and she doesn't understand some doctor is going to help her. But Cindy says, why not try? I made us an appointment for tomorrow. And Jim tells her to sleep on it and decide. Uh, Dylan's talking to Brandon at the pit and tells him, you know, they have it handled. And Brand well, Dylan's on the phone, rather, and uh, basically says, you know, he tells her what happened at school. Brandon doesn't need to leave work unless he's got bad vibes at the pit and just wants an excuse to leave. That's fine. And Brandon says he just needed to get back to work and forget about it. And then they kind of relive what happened, um, you know, what they could have done. Dylan says he's been doing the same thing. And if they feel that way, imagine what Brenda's going through, Charlie. So, any thoughts on these couple scenes here? Um, the the whole the whole shrink thing, uh, you know, you could see that was going to come, but uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't got much to say about this scene. Well, I like that there's sort of a, a suggestion here. They don't really put it out there, but at least in my head, I'm thinking that Jim clearly wants Brenda to be okay and himself wants to kind of move on from this. You can see that, yeah, definitely. And and she's like, there's probably a part of her that, in a way, like doesn't want to let him down, right? By, by acknowledging, hey, I'm really not okay with this. This, this kind of messed me up that now he's not going to be okay with it either. So right. she's sort of trying to like be a good sport, you know, and again, just get back on the horse as literally was the case, uh, I guess when she was a kid and that time, you know, because of that experience, it was sufficient because there was nothing personal about that. Right. It was just a, an incident that that happened could happen to anybody kind of just an accident. Whereas this, this is, you know, much more intimate and much more traumatic. And she just, it keeps coming back around as much as you try to suppress it. This is what anxiety and trauma does. It, it always just finds a way out in ways that you can't control and in, in that mm -hmm. you don't expect. And yep. so we see her just blow up during that test. I mean, I know what it's like just when I'm feeling blocked for one reason or another and, and just freeze in the middle of a test. And it, it's like the worst feeling in the world. Right. I, you know, so I can't imagine to have that compounded by, I just went through a, a seriously um, terrible event, uh, you know, two nights ago that I really haven't dealt with at all. Uh, of course, this is when it's going to hit her hardest. 
And so, uh, yeah, that's where mm-hmm. we'll get the great scene between she and Dylan. Um, and, and is now having to acknowledge that maybe I do need some help with this. And Jim is realizing that too. Right. And he doesn't mm-hmm. see it as, he doesn't see it as a sign of weakness or anything. He just, he just wants his daughter to be okay. And whatever it takes to, to get her there, he's all bored with. He just, yeah, he's been wanting, he doesn't he's been want wanting to get not to be a thing. She is. Yeah. yeah, he wants it to not be a thing, so she's not suffering. More so yeah. than like, oh, yeah. you know, bear down, right? Like it's it's more that he's he's worried for her more than anything. So you can see it from the beginning when they first got home, when he was kind of like, no, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this. It's one thing when you have an injury, and you know you can look at it, and other people can look at it and see, well. It is or isn't as bad as we thought, but when it's this kind of like psychic damage, you just don't know. And mm-hmm. he doesn't want her to be in this kind of pain, but it is what it is. So, yeah, now we've got to mm-hmm. face it. All right. Well, she's at therapy and she's talking about what she's been going through. They go back and forth with you know, her and the therapist. They talk about PTSD. Feels kind of early. I guess PTSD was a thing. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was like, this thing called post-traumatic stress. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, how Brenda has taken a great first step but needs to keep talking about this fear and anxiety. And they'll solve it eventually. Brenda talks about riding her horse Sylvester every Sunday and goes over the whole story. We kind of get little flashback clips of a, of her as a little girl riding the horse with Jim in the flannel with the little uh, the hat. So hat that you couldn't yes. see that they didn't have to yes. put a wig on him? Yep, yep. <laughs> Sharp. That was uh, awesome. The therapist tells Brenda to picture Sylvester as a safe place whenever she needs it. So Brenda goes to the safe place, but the robber is there. Uh, she says she can't get him out of her head. Mm. Uh, we're back at the Walsh house, and the whole crew is over, and they're waiting for Brenda. They panic that they're being too obvious. They're trying to come up with a cover as to why they're all there. I don't know why. I'm just saying, hey, we're, we're worried about you. You're our friend. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know why we need a cover. Yeah, Donna out, says yeah. they should play Twister. Uh, Andrea's reading and says, why don't we just tell the truth? Thank you, Andrea. You know, we're worried. Uh, Brenda, Dylan, Jim, and Cindy come in and everyone panics and they pull out a Scrabble board um, and they're stammering. They're trying to explain while they're there. Brenda says the words aren't even real on the board. Steve says we're playing reverse Scrabble. Uh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, the jig is clearly up as soon as yeah. she comes in the door. Uh, Kelly says they were worried and Brandon says, you know, everyone kept calling and he slipped out that she went to therapy. And Brenda says she feels better. She kind of talks about what it was like. And you know what? David, Steve, and Kelly all admit that they went to therapists as well for different reasons. Donna says, I always wanted to, but my mom says I needed a problem worth going for. Uh, Cindy comes in and the phone rings. And Brenda, as she's Brenda is saying, I'm ready to put this behind me and move on uh, and deal with it. Cindy says, well, the police have called. You got to go to the police station. They picked up a suspect and they want you to look at the lineup. Uh, Dylan and Brandon are pumped, and Brenda says, I can't do it, and she walks away. She wanted no part of that. Nothing. And we go to the kitchen where Jim, Cindy, uh, Dylan, and Brandon are trying to talk her into going. They're explaining it, and she says, I never want to see this guy again. Dylan gets angry. He says, look, you're giving this guy another chance to go rob someone else. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they weren't worried about where their head was getting blown off, is what Brenda says, right? So she had bigger concerns than these guys. Uh, Brenda says she wants to go. I'm just scared. She's ranting that Dylan and Brandon put her on a pedestal about how she handled this, and then she cracked. Uh, just let her be mad, and then she just says, "Okay, let's go." So I thought this was pretty good, Charlie. Like the way she's goes through like four stages of grief within like thirty seconds. Yes, yes. Like fuck it, I'm ready. Let's go. Yep, yep. She got all fired. She was she was all like, "No, no, 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 no." Then she got all fired up, and she's like, "Take me there now." Yep. Let's get it done. I'm getting getting the the energy up, the balls up to go do this. Let's do it before I change my mind, Tim. She did. And I, and I think taking that first step of seeing the therapist helped get her there. I thought it was interesting that Dylan and, and Jim were kind of playing good cop, bad cop in this scene, uh, where they're both in their own ways trying to motivate her to go and do it. Uh, Dylan coming on a little bit stronger than, than Jim, oddly enough. Uh, so, it you know, again, just sort of speaks to their relationship. The therapy scene, just taking it back a little bit, I, mm-hmm. I did enjoy as well just nice to be able to see that in a show like this um as you said jt feels maybe a little early to be having this conversation like not that ptsd wasn't a thing right Mm -hmm. but you always especially back then maybe this is a cliche but it was maybe more associated with like combat veterans you know you always 
you would hear stories about the guy who you know was back from the war and, and here's a car backfire and hits the deck kind of thing and it's like oh that's the ptsd it, and this is like trying to say no this this could be anyone this any any person uh can experience this you don't have yes. to be in a you know combat environment it's you know it's just a, a response to trauma and that's pretty much how they they identify this um i did worry briefly that uh par for the course with this show uh, although i guess it's getting a little ahead of ourselves that brenda would uh, regress into a a past life um scenario and and discover her soulmate in a in a former existence but uh no we're not doing that thankfully we're just we're just dealing with the issues here and mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. she's making some some decent progress already she was skeptical right as as people are you know going into therapy she even says like what is talking to someone talking to someone how am i going to just talk my way through this talk myself out of having these nightmares well it's just all part of the process and uh then we get some acknowledgement from the others that in a way i feel like it's the show saying like hey like other characters have had like rich kid therapy um just sort of like uh paying lip service to it but at the same time not trying to diminish brenda's experience either because this is a much more like concrete event that she's trying to work through as opposed to you know david maybe feels some kind of way about his divorce and it sounds like right. he wasn't even totally thrilled about having to do it like kelly's like saying she was basically made to go sort of same situation with steve so you know at least she doesn't feel alone or or weird about going to therapy in some way but um again not downplaying the importance of it either were you a scrabble guy oh no no um i played a version like a like sort of a, a a poor man's version of scrabble it was called upwards mm. where it was sort of similar rules but like a little bit more kind of like scrabble for the 90s i guess my grandparents were really into it and i think they were really into it because my grandma just kind of made up her own rules um as as she went and we always I was, made fun uh... of her I was a big categories guy, like obsessive categories. Yes, I would have been better at Steve's version. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reverse yeah. 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 Uh Well, supper would not be a word. I could tell you that. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Dinner. How about that? I could yeah. talk you into it. All right, we go to the police station. The detective comes over. He brings Brenda to look at the lineup. He promises no one can see her. A second detective uh, runs down the plan, lays out the rules. Uh, Brenda looks at the lineup, and despite her doubts, we go through a few of the options, and just as she's giving up hope, she spots the robber and tells the cops, put him away. <laughs> she stood right up, too. She stood right up. Yep, yep. She saw him and put him away. Uh, Brenda emerges from the room. The detective says she's very brave. Brenda says, what's his name? And he, the detective just says he's a strung-out 17-year-old. And she there is shook that they're the same age. And I will say he's as 17 as Andrea is. I <laughs> yeah, uh, right? did not look 17. No. In any way. It's uh, the drugs, man. Yeah. Ages you fast. Ages. Yeah. Yeah. I would have popped big time if it was um if they would have used Surf Betty's drunk boyfriend as the robber. Oh man. Yeah. The one Bring that Dylan all. punched out. Yeah, then Dylan could have even more regret that he didn't yes. finish this guy off, you know. Uh, but we didn't go another route. Uh, Dylan and Brenda slowly enter the peach pit, and she's okay being there. Nat's excited. He's proud of her. All of her work downtown, he says. The classic 50s guy there. Uh, downtown at the station. Uh, the crew is there. Uh, they all welcome her in. They recap how she's feeling to be back. Brandon brings over a banana split for Donna because she passed her algebra exam, and she says, well, it is my second time doing it. Uh, Steve says the English midterm was... Um, you know, if he had to choose between the English midterm and being held up at gunpoint, it would be a toss-up. <laughs> Kelly kind of giggles and he puts his arm around her. So I don't know. They've been they've been snuggling up the last couple episodes. So something's going mm -hmm. on there. Uh, we're back home. Brandon, <laughs> he's wearing his bedtime scrubs uh, that we see sometimes. Yeah. He comes in to talk to Brenda and says uh, he was happy to see her at the pit and feeling good. And Brenda says she's tired and feels like tonight 
she's going to sleep well. And Brandon gives her Mr. Pony mm-hmm. and she dozes off and uh, falls asleep. And, and that's the end. But the only thing that surprised me is that we didn't, I thought we were going to get the flashback of her riding the horse at the end. And it's like, you know, yeah, smiling, right. you know? The, like it seemed like it prime to, to do that. Uh-huh. Like, you know, and Brandon even Brandon even kissed his sister on the head. He did. He did. Well, she's been through a lot. <laughs> um, all right. Any final thoughts on on how we wrapped up, Charlie? Uh, it was a it was a it was a good episode. It wasn't one of my favorites, but it was uh, it was stressful. That's it for was sure. very stressful. It was a very Whoa. stressful episode, but uh, and it was a rare it. it was a rare single story episode. Yes. Yeah. We you're had right. no beeline at all. And no one, I mean, the other the other kids were in it, but it was they were just little parts talking here, talking there. But it was a uh, you're right. Yeah, uh, it, it is uh, odd for it to be just a this is our entire episode just devoted to this this one storyline. Uh, I, I kind of agree, JT. I, I would have liked to have seen in addition to the literal closure that uh, Brenda gets here by by telling the police to lock the guy up uh to have some symbolic closure as well have her riding the horse in, in her dreams as a child off into the sunset kind of thing and, you know everything all is well and good yeah. and i guess um i guess we can pack up mr mr pony for another day for another yeah, right if it, i mean it, the condition of that thing is is leaves a lot to be desired i will say does he make another fun. appearance ever I don't think he does. Uh, probably I don't not. Think so I guess. I mean, maybe some random one should be holding him or something. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm um, curious on that now. So, in any case, um, decent wrap up here. It's. Uh, I, I was a little bit surprised they actually found the guy. I, I thought maybe, even even getting to the point of okay, we're at the police station now that she'd be like, nope, not him. Nobody's here because that's what happens sometimes, right? These, these yeah, things are right. Like very much left unsettled. Well, I'm curious uh, how they call, how they found him. Was he robbing something out, else? Yeah. Was he maybe you know? Right. They didn't really have much of a description, so. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Maybe he, he must. Uh, he must have been. That's that's what you must have been led to think. He started wildly shooting up the next place. He he tried to stick <laughs> up because he can't handle that gun properly, and that's. So well, him. police sometimes have uh, guys on the street too. You know, they shake them down a little bit, man. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. Let us know if you see a guy with long hair and a shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, In a gray right. sweatshirt. Seventeen-year-old that looks like a thirty-five-year-old. Yes, yes. Uh, Gabriel Cateris's brother. If you see him. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to our awards here. Uh, best scene. I mean, look, the best scene to me is clearly the the holdup. Um, but it's still yes. funny putting that. Like, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. it's so traumatized. I ended up going with Brenda doing the lineup. I, I don't know. Like, I, like I just felt funny putting Brenda getting held up at shotgun point as, like, a best scene. So, uh, Brenda right. getting to come up in and saying, you know, put him away. Like, that, that was a feel-good moment. So, I went with that. I went with I went with the, the hold up for sure. I, I'll, I'll do it for you. It just it I made the episode. That was that was what the episode was, and it was very yeah. it was very dramatic. And uh, them finding her on her knees in the peach pit with all the broken glass that that was uh, that was all powerful. Right, Change of mind. I'm, I'm changing in the spreadsheet. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm not going to be the outlier. I will I will uh, pick that one as well. Then, if uh, Charlie talked us into it. Okay. All right. You got me. It's a very uh arresting image where yeah, yeah she's yeah, lying yeah. here crying and yep god only knows what's happened to her yep all right most important scene uh here there was, wasn't a lot like long-term development wise so i went with brenda in the kitchen kind of unloading on dylan and brandon like putting her on a pedestal because this isn't the last time that kind of happens with her like and and it's not the first time either where they've you know, she kind of acts tough. They build her up, and, mm-hmm. and she kind of crumbles, right? So, I don't know. To me, that was the only thing that really has any kind of lasting impact going forward is that she feels sometimes she isn't looked at honestly because of the way she carries herself. I I went with her and Andrea in the classroom only mm-hmm. because it was she was trying to be tough, and Jim wanted her to be tough, and she kind of just freaked out. And then at that point, you knew she, you were like, "All right, she's she's messed up." When she snapped at Andrea like that, 
Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, um, I guess I'll I'll go with the uh, the kitchen interrogation scene in response as well uh, because it and this is another thing this this episode really draws attention to the fact that Brenda is a very hard worker, right? Like she's so yes. studious, mm-hmm. not because yep. not because all of this comes naturally to her necessarily. Like not to say she isn't smart, she is. But she can't just breeze through it, right? She can't just, right. oh, you know, I know it. I've got it. I'll, I'll get an A or at worst a B. Like, she she has to work very hard. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, yet another challenge in her life that she thinks she can just sort of work through and realizing she can't. And that's what people's expectations are of her. Yes. Uh, so and, and just laying that all out on the table is it's pretty pretty effective and, and nice to see. So it's also, um, shall we say, not going to be her first run-in with law enforcement. <laughs> yes, that is about yeah. um, You can say that. So nice little foreshadowing, maybe, in a different way. All right, most 90s look. Um, I went, there weren't a lot of options. I went with Brenda's plaid jacket, I guess, uh, she had on it one of the scenes. But I, I didn't think there was a ton of, like, full-on 90s in this. Not yeah, not so much. Um, Jim had a pretty cool multicolored uh, button up at one point, whereas like maybe a little too cash for the office, but you can see him, you know, going out and about, and it like I don't know. I, I feel yeah. like I, it was a very dad's '90s shirt. I, <laughs> so. D- Dylan with the flannel. The flannel shirts, those yeah, were popular back yeah. then. And did anyone catch what Brandon was wearing in the last scene when he was um, when the scrubs, he gave, right? Are you yeah, talking about the, the uh yes? It was well, that yeah, a thing? I missed that. Did you wear <laughs> I, scrub, I did you go buy ever. scrubs and wear them to bed? Was that a thing the, back then? He he does apparently, because this is not the first time he's he's been it's wearing them in the house. Times. Really? Um, times. So he likes going to buy scrubs and wear them to bed. So yeah. it must have been a thing. Ah. Uh, Maybe uh, maybe it's a California or a Minnesota thing. <laughs> yeah, or maybe it was a Jason Priestley thing. It wasn't. Maybe. He had sweatpants on though, because I really I stopped. I paused it <laughs> to see what he had on for pants, and he had like sweatpants on. So he just Why had a he scrub. Yeah. He just had a scrubs top on. Yeah, it was weird. I I, I bet it's like a Jason Priestley thing. Maybe, maybe he liked it, and he's like, "This is what my character would do." Yeah, or something. I thought it was funny. I just caught that and was like, "Wow." He I also had just a yeah. plain green T-shirt in the uh, the Scrabble scene. It's like one of those, you know, you buy like three for six yeah, dollars. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Like, it, but it was just yes. this green. Um, and and one of the it was already short sleeve, but one of the sleeves was rolled up even more. Like where you're gonna hold a pen. <laughs> hey, I used to do that. I used to do that. Yeah, yeah that was the thing. Roll those sleeves up. Did you put cigarettes in them? Nah, I kept them in my pocket. Oh, okay. <laughs> right, most nineties moment. I went with all the robbers in the lineup, looking like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> like they all had the pl- like flannel with the long hair, yeah. springy yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we didn't talk much about the robbers' look, but he he pretty much looked like a grunge guy. Yeah, yep. grunge yep. rock guys. Yeah. Uh, any any other ones? Right. Um. I don't think. I mean, Scrabble's not really a particularly 90s thing right. is it uh twister yeah. i don't know like <laughs> twister isn't weapons. even though is it twist has been around forever hasn't it's it more like 80s yeah. i feel like yeah it's more yeah. like 80s yeah. yeah no nothing i can recall i like the grunge robber for 90s yes yeah uh all right best lesson learned i just went with like ptsd is legit whether it's 1992 or not like right. whatever it's you know it's a yeah. real thing no that's that's through. legit Yes. Uh, best hook. Yep, good. Um, nope, I'm good. <laughs> just best hookup. I, I really wasn't much, obviously, in this one, so I, I just went Brenda, Mr. Pony. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was yeah. I was struggling on that one, but I'm I'm copying you on that because yes, <laughs> Brenda and Mr. Brenda. Pony. Sure. There's really nothing else. I mean, no, there was nothing else. Just go to bed else. with them. So. Besides, I, uh, besides. Uh, Brendan and Dylan at the beginning making out on the uh, couch there and then yeah. taking off. But Mr. Pony's better than that. Uh, best quote I went with uh, 
the Andrea Brandon, you know, why doesn't she want to talk about it? No offense, but maybe she doesn't want to talk about oh, it. Oh, that was you. my, that was my, that was awesome. It was such a, he delivered it so well. Too. Yes. And yeah, she just kind of looked cool. at him like, okay. And just moved on. <laughs> that was mine. Um, I've already probably pointed out my others, but yeah, I had that as well. So not a super quotable episode, but no. not really built that way either. So it's okay. Uh, final grade, I ended up going with kind of my standard, like not really a um, canon episode, but like a serious, you know, issue episode. Uh, so I went seven and a half. Like I thought it was very well done. It's a memorable episode. Brenda, Shannon Doherty was great. I think all through it. Um, the tension was like legit. Like it was, it had a lot of really good stuff to it. It doesn't go higher because it doesn't really mean anything in the long run. There's no stakes to it. Um, so like to me, like you can't crack that next tier, like a, you know, season one, Jackie drugged up <laughs> a special episode where that's sure. like, you know, it's not to that level, but I think it gets credit for being a memorable episode. Um, that was well done. I don't think it gets, it gets talked about ever again either. No, no, probably not. So, which is weird. Uh, yeah. It's, it's oddly, at least to me, it was. Uh, very unmemorable. Like I didn't really remember this happening to Brenda. Uh, just bits and pieces here and there. Unlike you guys, it seemed to come back as as the episode went on. Um, so yeah, I kind of agree. I, I think I'd have it seven, just because it's a well handle. It's a, a an episode that handles its subject matter pretty well, but doesn't have enough um, enough of that. Just drama and and pulp to get to that next level like you said with the uh, jackie out of her mind <laughs> so i think i've been i've always been higher than you guys on these these polls mm-hmm. if i recall i'm going 6.9 hey, just okay. short of me huh? there you go it's like uh price is right scoring yep yeah that's how i roll all right trackers uh we didn't get a lot of names um, in this episode, but we had people. So we had the pit robber. I, I don't know what else. Pit Cobain robber. Kurt Cobain robber, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Robert yeah. Cobain. Yeah. Um, so no name there. Uh, detective. We didn't get his name. I just put Detective Doorlock because he called out Brandon for not locking the door. We'll <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and Detective Walk. Uh, Mr. Pony, obviously, I think is warranted a, a character the debut. Stud. Sure. Uh, the, the therapist. We didn't, we didn't catch her name. So just therapist. Uh, Sylvester the horse, and then uh, we had a second detective. I just called Detective Lineup because he gives the rules and regulations of the lineup. And he was he was hardcore that guy. Yeah, he's a, he he ran right through that. I, yeah, I feel like he was yeah. like a real detective. They brought in. Yeah, to run he was. The rules. <laughs> he was very strict. He was good with those well, rules. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to see if these guys show up again. Like I said, not not the first time. Some of these kids are going to wind up downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the precinct. Uh, no relationship. Oh, I guess I'll, I'll throw on Brenda and uh, Mr. Pony here, but no other real relationships. Uh, places and things. We had this a therapist's office and the Minnesota horse ranch um, where uh, Sylvester lives. Uh, I don't know if we, I think we've been to the police station before though, right? Was, was it? I, I guess it just depends if it's the same police station. Uh, yeah, I'm Brandon assuming was held is. in the drunk right. tank, right? So. Yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Is that Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. With yeah, the uh, DUI. Yeah, back in his yeah, yeah his fake DUI. Yeah, how about the one too with the with a Ferrari with the um? Uh yeah, where Steve's uh, car gets jacked. Yeah, they they go there too to let out the the chicks. So probably yeah yeah. Um, all right. So we feel uh, like we've seen this place. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, only a couple songs of note. We had "Let the Good Times Roll" by Shirley and Lee when Brenda comes back to the Peach Pit, and "Mountain of Love" by Johnny Rivers when they're all studying. Uh, early on so that's it for music um all right character rankings so here's what we got uh jackie mel felice mrs teasley emily scott iris and henry all zeros none of them were in this episode um i have david at the bottom i feel like he contributed the least to this episode yes yes he had a couple lines he like doesn't do anything he's yeah just a yeah. face. He was at the table with Donna and then at the card game. That was it. That uh, Scrabble right. game. I mean, that was uh, it. I, and then I had Donna next. Cause I, I thought she had a couple good lines about um, the thing with going to therapy, but not having any problems. And then 
you know, caught up Brandon for going back to that place. Call yeah. the beach, uh, yeah, that place. The algebra thing was funny too that she's taken algebra twice. Yeah. Right. Then I had Kelly. I debated okay. Donna over Kelly because I thought she was funnier, but I feel like Kelly was had a couple good lines too. Um, I don't know. They felt about even. The three way in the hot tub or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's hinting it because she just wants to get the hell out of school. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess it's okay. Um, all right. So, Kelly, then I had Nat next because he was pretty good too in his brief lines. Yes. Um, I think he's above them. Then I had Steve and Andrea next. Steve, then Andrea. I, I mean, yep. Steve had, a, yep. again, a couple good lines, showed the good concern for Brenda, wanted to mm-hmm. do the three way. Um, Andrea, I thought was the best of the bunch of the friends. Yeah, um, she gets the scene with Brenda getting yelled at. Brenda puts her in the puts her in the uh, shine box in the hallway. She and <laughs> so, kind of a good pairing in this episode too, where they're yes. it seems like they're kind of studying together, which they kind of that's sort of the go to sometimes with those two. When yeah, that's kind have... of been established, right? That they're mm-hmm. study buddies, or she helps yep. him. So yeah. Um, all right, then I had Cindy, then Jim. I feel like they were, you know, I think Jim was a little bit better than Cindy in this one, but not by much. Uh, and then I went Brandon, then Dylan, then Brenda. How do we feel about that? Yeah, I mean, those, yeah, that's I agree. Your, I agree with that. Powerhouse, yeah, you're, you're yeah. I mean, Brenda was the best. Triad, uh, yes. That's not even close. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is a tour de force for Brenda. What did really. you say? It's, what were the top three again? Brandon, then Dylan, then Brenda. Yes. Yes. I yep. thought Dylan was really good in this. He and was. he didn't wear scrubs. <laughs> so. No, he did not no. wear scrubs. <laughs> All right. So um, here are our season two rankings and based on those. So Mrs. Teasley's at six points. Uh, Felice Martin at 13. Iris McKay at 16. Scott Scanlon forever entrenched at 38. Uh, Henry Thomas at 47. Mel Silver at 60. Jackie Taylor at 62. Emily Valentine at 94. Nat Basuccio at 129. Cindy Walsh at 234, Donna Martin 245, David Silver at 247, Andrea Zuckerman 255, Jim Walsh 257, Steve Sanders 264, Kelly Taylor at 270. Then we jump up to Dylan McKay at 322, hot on the heels of Brenda Walsh at 340, Brandon still pacing uh, the lead here at 354. Then we head over to our all time rankings. This is from episode one till today. Mrs. Teasley at 6, Felice at 13, Iris at 16, Henry at 47, Mel at 60, Jackie at 75, Emily at 94, Scott buried at 102, Nat at 179. That's kind of our bottom stretch. So we jump up to Donna at 326. She's gaining on David. It's been She was in her yeah. own stratosphere forever. Wow. She has slowly yeah. chipped away. Um, David's at 373. So she's getting closer. Andrea's She'll at 398. There. She's going to get there, yeah, for sure. Andrea is at 398. Uh, then we have a couple of new inductees to the 400 club. Uh, we have Cindy Walsh at 401 now and Jim Walsh at 415. So they broke, both broke the 400 barrier. Uh, Kelly's at 439. Steve's at 455. Dylan at 481. Brenda at 583. And Brandon is still our all-time number one at 595. Oh, Brandon's. So there's our final rankings. Uh, be sure to check out uh, our... Uh, family of networks, including the North South Connection, and then a uh, place to be uh, wrestling network, place to be pop experience as well. And be sure, again, if you have friends that, that enjoy Bill Hills Down to an Elm, be sure to share this podcast and let them know about it. We also have a Facebook page. If you just search um, 90211 So, that should come up on Facebook. You can join there. You can leave comments on the episodes. We also have an Instagram. Tim, do you have the Instagram? name handy yep uh 9021 no so uh 9021 no so pod i think podcast excuse me yes 9021 no so podcast i almost said 9021 no so show which uh, i believe was taken yes so that's on instagram used so yes on instagram leave comments there if uh if you're not a facebook person and we are here every three weeks uh with a new episode so we are almost done with season two uh, just a few episodes left, Tim. Um, three more to go, and we'll be yeah, man. another season behind us. It's crazy. Yeah. What's well, funny? Our next two looks like our next two are not on Paramount, but uh, okay. we'll cover really? them all the same. Yep. Yeah. Oh well, the next one's a very famous one. That's right. I know. Yeah. Okay. Did we figure out why they're not on? Some well, of them aren't. 
The next one is 100% because of the music. Um, it's a very... I don't want to, I don't want to tip yeah, you. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I got you. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. check very, that out later. It's a very musically uh, musical-based right. episode. We'll say, right. yeah. So that's why, for sure. So that's what it is. It's the music, huh? Oh, yeah, for sure. The music rights. All right. Got it. Charlie, thanks for joining us. We'll get you back Anytime. in the rotation soon, of course. Tim, we'll talk to you in three weeks. Until then, a little dim sum, a little dim sum. We'll talk to you soon. Come on, baby. Rock.